It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Off one of the best practices of the year at City National Arena. A lot of energy on the ice as we welcome you into Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas from City National Arena inside Studio 31. Darren Millard along with former VGK defenseman Derek Englund. We actually spent some time this morning, Derek, uh, running through the list. You, Shane Natty, Dave Gosher, we're going, like, who's out in the ice? Uh, who's not in the ice? Uh, who's out for the uh, Golden Knights uh, longer term? And we're writing down the numbers. We're going through. And it, it amazes me that numbers still pop up. As as we go to air, you're pointing out another name uh, that, uh, that that we may have forgot that, that is out uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. But they come off the game. That remarkable comeback against the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday with the return of Alec Martinez. So there's so much uh, positivity, even with the uh, the names that, that are out as the Golden Knights uh, climb back uh, into a playoff position. Won five in a row at home. And that just felt like one of those wins that can turn a season around yeah it's a i don't want to say it was a must win but it was it was pretty darn close to the, to that um you know the first two periods defensively you know a couple guys back in lineup uh white cloud missed a little bit of time being on covid but martinez uh, three months four months uh, how long has he been out a long time so you know it's a little bit 50 of 50 ru- plus games yeah a little bit of rust there but um um being down three goals coming into the third, you, you know, I watched the intermission uh, with Messi and them talking. Uh, they were almost counting the Knights out, yeah. dismissing them from playoffs. And, uh, you know, I don't know what was said in the locker room, but uh, it got them fired up. You know up. a little bit about what was said in the locker room, I'm I, sure. I, I, I don't. It sounded like Alec Martinez I have had heard a speech. That, but and I then finished it off with a little bit of humor. With and that's coming from a guy that's been out of the lineup for four and a half months, yeah. which is kind of funny. Uh, it lightened, sounded like it lightened the mood a little bit. Yeah, it's just getting him back. Um, not only what he does on the ice, but uh, you know his presence in the room, his calming calming factor on the blue line. I think it's uh, going to pay dividends coming down this stretch. Um, his experience, his veteran, his voice uh, with the young guys. Uh, you know, Coglin, he can. You know, settle things down when when needed. Five in a row at home. Uh, lots been made about uh, what's happened on the road recently, but boy, have they been able to flip a switch at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, coming off the convincing win over the Nashville Predators and being able to pull out that uh, victory uh, on Saturday. I, I don't know, what did you see anything different in the third period or the puck just fall? Uh, I think it just, uh, you know, I, I think, Chicago's a fragile team. They, they they know how to lose this year. They, um, you know, maybe sitting back a little bit, but, uh, you know, the speech, they come out uh, firing and they get that first goal and then it's, uh, you know, you could uh, you could see them up their game and you could almost see the, you know, the gripping of the stick on the other side, which uh, is exactly what you want to see in a, in a situation like that for the Knights. So uh, they poured it on and, and kept coming in waves. Uh, and then Chicago, you know, gets the fourth goal and, um what I like the best is they didn't uh, they didn't deflate. They just kept going and they scored what it was under a second late, or a minute later. So, yeah. um, hats off to them for for not uh, deflating after that fourth goal and just keep moving forward. Well, that uh, the goal by Chandler that got things going, I would say is one that uh, Lankinen would like to stop, uh, and and would stop. 
a large percentage of the time. Having one of those go for you must just give you a little bit of, hey, this this might be our day instead of all the ones that they've had good looks and, and don't go. Yeah, especially you look at the, those guys, you know, Steve-O's, I think, a couple goals in the last 15 right. games or so. Um, you know, for one of those to go in, it's uh, refreshing. You know, get them going, get those uh, top six guys going when anytime they can get their – their their goal or assist, uh, they start feeling good and and things start coming in bunches. So, um, you you know he's had those shots before that he they're not going in, but uh, to get one, I think that uh, lifts them the spirit up a little bit, uh, gets them feeling it a little bit more, and uh, they're gonna keep moving forward with that. So, were you a big dressing room speech guy? Stand up and and say a lot at times like Saturday. Uh, not big speeches like that. Uh, I was more of the quiet, uh, I guess, try to lead uh, on the ice. Um, you know, you'd say, say, say things for sure, but uh, not the big speeches like uh, like Marty, uh, I think, uh, probably made or did make. Who was a player that you remember making a speech like that oh, over the course of your career where, where somebody stood up and took control of the room like that because um, we always think uh, it would be the captain or a lot of times yeah. it's not the, the, the no the well especially nowadays yeah. the captains are so young you know some guys they you know just personality wise you, you know you have those guys that uh talk and um you know it, it's i guess it's some guys that you hear the they're silent all the time but when they talk and i guess that's uh you know, some some people said that that was me. I was very quiet, but when I talked, guys would listen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Marty has that same effect. He might talk a little bit more than I did, but uh, when he does talk, I think that whole room will listen to a guy like that. Uh, does it feel like Jack's turned a corner now from just getting his feet wet and it was producing points uh, to now, man, he looks as confident as we've seen him? Yeah, I, the, the passes he's making, uh, you know, they – Go back to the first year where Marching Carly and those guys were having that success. They they did that stuff uh, a little bit, but he's doing it uh, every power play. You, you know that's the when his uh, ability to pass, or and then you look at his goal. You, you know he he seen passes and they, they all of them made it through. None of them got picked off, uh, yeah. and then he walks the seam and scores scores a goal. Um, so you can see how gifted he is out there uh passing and shooting uh you know he walks around a guy puts it uh, low blocker side uh, for his goal but uh before that he saw some sauce and cross cross the ice and uh you know could add some more assists if uh, other guys buried those tweet us uh, at darren millard or uh, vegas golden knights uh twitter account and let us know if you have any questions comments uh, you just want to compliment uh, derek england on, on whatever you want to compliment derek england on uh, give us your thoughts uh, let us know what you're you're doing today and where you're driving around or where you're listening from i uh, want to get to uh, today's practice uh and what happened uh, on the ice today matthias yanmark and alec uh, alex petrangelo were not on the ice maintenance days uh for them so uh just want to get that out there uh, Braden McNabb and Robin Leonard were on the ice. McNabb in that baby blue non-contact sweater, and Robin Leonard played the full practice. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, they had, I don't know, Paterna? Patera. Patera. Out there, sorry, bad with names. Um, out there just in case, but uh, it was good to see Lenny make it through the whole thing. Um, you know, it wasn't, uh, they weren't taking it easy on him, and it was good to see him back out there, and Nabber just getting into the flow of things. Um 
you know, baby blue. He doesn't want any contact or anything like that, but it was good to see him out there. And um, for the other two guys, I, I can see uh, maintenance day for a guy like Petro the rest of the way. He, you know, he plays such big minutes, uh, uh, and he's going to have to play even bigger minutes, you know, down the stretch as these points, uh, you know, every every two points is huge. So I can see him playing, uh, you know, north of 25 every single night, which he does, but, right. uh, you know, closing closer to 30 on some nights, I'm sure. Darren Millard, Derek England here in Studio 31. Uh, they will practice tomorrow and then fly off to Seattle before facing the Seattle Kraken on Wednesday and then Friday. So back-to-back in Seattle with a day off in between and then uh, finish off the three-game road trip in Vancouver against the Canucks on Sunday. Uh, as far as the players uh, that were not on the ice today and are considered long-term, uh, this is where things get uh, jumbled around because you think you've got all the numbers and then another name pops into your head. Uh, Riley Smith not out there, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, Nolan Patrick, Brett Howden, William Carrier, uh, Laurent Brassois, and Nick Haig. Uh, Carrier is a new addition to that list. Couldn't finish the game the other night and doesn't sound like it's going to be anytime soon from Pete DeBoer's media conference today. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I've liked Carrier's game, especially the last over the last two months. Um, you know, I, I'm talking to George that fourth line when when Howden, Carrier, and Coles are they they had a lot of zone time. They they work hard down there. They hold on to pucks. Uh, they take it to the net hard, and they're getting rewarded with uh, with with goals. And uh, you know, when that depth scoring uh, plays a factor, they were a big part of that. Uh, you know, a lot of those road trips. Uh, that's where their production was coming from, is the, the bottom six guys. Unbelievable. You think Alec Martinez is back, so things are turning a corner. You get a big name back, and he is a big name. And even if he's not 100%, and he looked, he looked good. Uh, it took uh, a little bit uh, probably to get his timing back, I'm sure. I can't imagine what, what it would be like jumping right in. But there's still uh, like eight regulars out of the lineup right now, and which is conflicting to thinking that you might be turning a corner and getting some guys back. Yeah, you got to think some of these. It was good to see Naber and uh, Leonard back out there. Um, so that's a, a sign in the right direction, I guess, you, that they're getting closer. So um, to get those two guys back, uh, McNabb a lot like uh, Marty, you, you know, um, plays that defensive physical. Marty's got a little bit more offensive side, but uh, he's a guy you want out there killing your penalties his first over the boards and puts his body on the line and makes it difficult on those top guys. Uh, you know, you got to always have your head on the swivel. When uh, Nabber's out there on the rush, uh, he, he throws out the big hits. So uh, if he can get back here here soon, that's another huge addition. Uh, Pete said they haven't decided whether both McNabb and Leonard will go on the road trip. Uh, that'll be decided after practice tomorrow before they get on the plane. But if McNabb goes on the road trip and he does return at some point in the next little bit, boy, that's all but Nick Hag back in among your regular defensemen, which is a big switch from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's it's huge, um, especially, you know, like I said, you get Martinez and Nabber, two of your, you know, top stay-at-home, well, not stay-at-home, but uh, defensive guys yeah. that uh, sacrifice their body every, you know, Marty. PK, right? PK, block shots every which way he can, you know, and Nabber's no different. He's putting his body on the line every 
every shift blocking shots, uh, you know, playing a big physical game, and, and they're going to need that coming down the stretch here and, and moving hopefully forward into the playoffs. Well, yeah, you heard a little bit from Alec Martinez after the game on Saturday and didn't want to walk everybody through the entire journey uh, since he suffered the laceration and has been out of the lineup, but uh, it just it was good to hear him talk again. We haven't heard him just uh, been around him uh, to hear him hear him speak and the relief that that must have been going through because he admitted there is moments where it did cross his mind wondering whether that was going to be the the turning point of his career yeah it's uh, you know it's one of those things that uh, you know he did miss uh, weird uh, you know with the cut and everything but you until he's back out there he's not completely normal you, you, right. you, you know it's it's uh, you can do as much as you can off the ice and stuff like that, but uh, you're still thinking about it all the time. And uh, it was great to see him just out there. Uh, you know, I think his minutes weren't uh, his normal ones, but just to see him back out there and getting back to normality for him is, is probably a good thing mentally for himself. Uh, just getting back into that groove of things and uh, contributing on the ice and feeling good about uh, his decision. And we don't know the details of, of what he was uh, battling or, or recovering it from, but he practiced for so long, and he's been in front of us for so long. We haven't been able to talk to him, but uh, he's he's been present, and you keep wondering because all of a sudden they, they show up and practice, and we get used to, okay, three practices, you're in. Two practices, you're in. Uh, it hasn't been that case, so uh, there's, there's obviously been uh, things that have gotten in the way of his return, but also I'm sure uh, caused some frustration for him uh, and some, some deep uh deep thinking and reflection yeah i've um i can always speak on what i think you, yeah. you know i miss some time playing nothing like that and um nothing with my head or anything like that so i can imagine the frustration uh, like you said but um yeah it was probably a big relief for him to get out there get through the game and know okay i'm i'm all right i can do this and um you know get back to that nor normalcy for him uh, mentally, uh, you know, you practice every day and, you know, over the, over the course of summer, as you're practicing training for, it gets old, you, you know, and so mm -hmm. missing 50 games, uh, you, you know, you're thinking about it all the time when, when I can get back and, um, you know, just the, the relief, I think that he got from getting out there and, and having a good game and, uh, being back in that locker room with the guys, that's what it's all about. And to get back to the normalcy, I think will help moving forward too there was one other return that i forgot about until right now because i was thinking about alec martinez and being out there and uh, going back to some of the plays and some of the the drills that they were doing and conversations that that he was having and he skated around and he talked to pete DeBoer for a while uh but ryan mcgill uh the coach of the defenseman and uh, i blame you because you should pick up on, on ryan mcgill being being uh, back, i'm just uh, reading from, my, from, my from, stats here from from COVID. there's no uh, gilly on this was, list there was no gilly on that list but uh good Hopefully to have him back good. off uh COVID protocol yeah. and and to have ryan out there so there's there's one uh alec martinez feeling great about himself so you know that he's going to be vocal out there he's always is yeah. uh, a, a great uh, bolt of energy and then you, you know what uh, ryan mcgill is like during a practice yeah he's always uh, out there uh bringing the fun yeah. you know even on the bench during the games it's uh you know i i loved playing for him he's uh still what do you mean when he says when you when you say bring the fun what, what's he doing oh he's everything's fun like he's kind of like like i tried when i was out there i tried to chirp guys and uh, make practice a little more upbeat and 
you know, even if it's screaming across the ice, just so guys are um, up in their spirits a little bit, yeah. especially when uh, times are tough. It's it's sometimes nice to bring that uh, fun and joy, and Gilly always does it. You know, his, his drills, it's not like he's out there just blowing whistles and bagging you. He's uh, making drills fun, even when you're getting your work in, involved. Uh, it's It's fun, and he's always joking around with you, so... We'll get into practice and what they did today on the ice and uh, a little bit about uh, Pete DeBoer's post-game or post-practice uh, media conference, uh, some of the highlights from that, uh, what the head coach uh, had to pass uh, our way as far as uh, knowledge. Craigie Range is the perfect place to enjoy a pre-game or post-game meal or come to watch your nights on one of the Craigie Range big-screen TVs, the huge outdoor LED screen. Enjoy your favorite craft beer, wine, bourbon, or all kinds of cocktails while you catch the action. You can find a full menu for the whole family, plus a full bar with 16 beer taps. Craggy Range at the Dollar Loan Center and even features an extended patio. The Craggy Range Sports Bar and Grill is open daily. No ticket required. Check it out. It's got one of those uh, little bar uh, uh, places where you just put your beer and it's frozen. So it keeps your beer cool from the bottom up it's uh it's awesome uh, check it out today at the dollar loan center we'll be back with uh practice details today as we continue nighttime at noon on fox sports las vegas we're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the vegas golden knights fox sports las vegas city national arena inside studio 31 uh, just after the golden knights complete practice it was a day off yesterday practice today they'll practice again tomorrow before flying off to seattle to face the kraken on wednesday first of two games against the seattle kraken darren millard along with Derek england uh getting things uh done here bringing you up to date in the vegas golden knights also a little bit around the national hockey league uh so the golden knights uh go through their workout today uh worked on some defensive zone some neutral zone stuff uh a little more detail there yeah i think they were working on the you know the puck changing sides and and the switches you know instead of having your centerman going from one corner all the way to the other corner and getting there late you know the winger it all shifts uh, one winger goes down low the other winger replaces him centerman just comes up so it's a lot less uh distance traveled and uh you can hop on pucks and you know get out of your zone a lot quicker there's a lot going on in those drills and and systems uh how long does it take you to uh be able to do that seamlessly in your in your head without thinking about it. Oh, I think I think the guys are probably there there now, um, but it's just a refresher. You know, maybe they're let it slip in the last few games a little bit, uh, so you just uh, sharpen up. You know, um, just give them a, a mental note that uh, we got to be better at that thing, and uh, they did that today. So I'm sure, um, you know, it's second nature. Uh, they're going to just uh, do it. Pete said today that they are focused on the small picture. That means period to period, game to game, uh, get your two points, and then move on to the next. Uh, that is the focus, and we're used to that. That's a hockey talk or, or professional sports talk. But then he did let us know that uh, that they as a group today, after the video session, uh, discussed the bigger picture, and that's 14 games left, and Pete dropped this, that uh, that they probably have to win 9 or 10 games uh, down the stretch here in, in these 14 games. And it's a, a lot more unusual that they would discuss that uh, that view from 
20,000 feet and what they have to do. Yeah, I, a lot of coaches, I think, uh, you know, you don't always look at the big picture, like uh, like you said, but, uh, you know, some coaches that I've played for break it down the whole season into seven-game segments, just like playoffs. You, you win four of four of seven, that's, uh, you know, pretty good. You, you win five of seven, that's uh, really good. So, um it's a little bit bigger, bigger pie, I guess. But uh, 14 games left, you got to win probably more, more like you said, nine or ten games just to get into that. Uh, they're projecting 93 points uh, will be the cutoff for for playoffs. So the switch in in bringing the big picture into play is that to challenge the guys a little bit, or give them a goal to aspire to, or where where's the the rationale, the reasoning there? Uh, I don't know. For me, saying that and looking at the next three-game road trip, um, they're must-wins uh, against bottom teams. Not you, you know, you always say it. You gotta, you can't lose to the teams that aren't in the playoffs or that are below you, and they're coming in with, you know, two against Seattle that I feel uh, are are must-win games. Uh, not gonna, there's no easy games. They're they're gonna come out hard and they're playing for you know next year contracts everything, but. Um, those are two must-win games for the Knights, and then Vancouver's only uh, three points behind with, uh, with a game in hand. So that's another must-win, I think. Uh, uh, those teams that are in the playoff hunt with them are definitely must-win games. Next six for the Vegas Golden Knights, if you can read a schedule, you know this. Uh, but for a refresher, Seattle twice, Vancouver three times, and then Arizona. That is like... you. The, the grain's ripe, and you're ready to just combine the wheat uh, down. It's uh, there for you, but you, you can't afford a malfunction on the combine. Yeah, you can't take these teams lightly. Um, you know, we've been saying it a lot uh, lately. The the team definitely gets up for the big teams coming in. You, you look at the Florida game, uh, yeah. Nashville, Nashville yeah. um, and then they had a little bit of a hiccup. I don't want to say a hiccup the first couple periods against Chicago, against a lower team. but No, there's some indigestion there. A little bit. Yeah. Um, but they can't have that. Uh, they need these points, and especially you, you can basically put Vancouver out of the playoffs with those three wins because that's a 12-point you know, difference uh, right there, those three wins. So uh, you can knock one of the teams out that's chasing you, not knock them out, but yeah. uh, definitely put some a big difference distance between you so as dire as things appeared to be and you mentioned the broadcast on abc and it's great to have national television uh, on the full abc network on saturday with vegas and chicago and it was uh the the tone of what chelios and mess were, were talking about with steve levy was really uh this is a, a turning point in the bad for, for vegas having been up against that that wall and that moment and Alec Martinez coming out with a big speech and turning does that heighten or make them better prepared to handle Seattle twice Vancouver like the these teams that are below you in the standings where they've struggled in those situations lately yeah I think you know I think having a guy like Marty back Mm -hmm. is a big boost for that Um, you know yes he's practicing and stuff but uh, during a game he can give a speech and like I said those guys that don't usually talk I'm not saying Marty doesn't talk, but uh, when he's talking about something like that, there's not probably not a guy in there that's saying, you know, not even breathing heavy because they're listening uh, to a guy like that. So getting him back against these teams, and, you know, another thing I, I think is nice, you're not going from 
one of the bottom teams to a top team where mm. you're having that roller coaster. You're smooth sailing. You know, you can play Seattle twice. Hopefully, you get uh, four points there going to Vancouver and hopefully wrap up the road trip. Uh, um, you know, with three wins and and then get ready for the next three. It's almost like you've looked the devil in the face. You you were one on one with him, and you don't want to be back there in that situation. So there should be. There's no excuse not to have the urgency that's been lacking in the previous road games against the the Winnipegs or Buffaloes and Philadelphias. Yeah, that you know. even though they played well in a couple of those games yeah. and and had shots shot share. Yeah, it was uh you know, I I've liked their game. They I think they're a little more a little more desperation the last few games um than they were on that road trip here, you know, when they go in 5, I think uh they were out shooting teams, getting looks, but I think the the desperation is is starting to creep in, which they need um, down the stretch. Uh, you know, guys, uh, little things going to the net, the net front battles in front of our own net, um, in front of their their net. Take uh, guys like, you know, Carrier has been doing it all year, but uh, taking the puck to the net hard. Uh, you know, I think it's paying off. You look at the. A lot of the goals, uh, the one that goes off the Chicago D-man's knee and, and in, it's because there's traffic there. Y- you know, if uh, our D-man shoot that puck uh, and there's no battle there, it's an easy routine save for the goalie. So that net front presence is going to be huge coming down the stretch here. Alex, uh, Alex Petrangelo didn't practice today, but uh, just maintenance day. It looks like he's finding his range getting those pucks through to, to the net. Uh, the, the Yanmark tip-in where he's... It's funny, the other day I said, were you aiming for Yanmark's stick? And he said, yeah, but Yanmark didn't even know he tipped it. Uh, so so uh, Petro thought he should uh, should get that goal. But the, a couple of plays like that where pucks are starting to find lanes. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've been talking about they just need to bounce a lot of the time this season. But, uh, you know, in a game uh, like the last one, they, they, they got them. And, uh, you know, hopefully that keeps uh, keeps going. They're getting those bounces and uh, keeps going the rest, uh, rest of the way. What do the Vegas Golden Knights need to do in the final 14 games? Well, it actually goes uh, a bigger body of work uh, than that. Uh, We started this with 21 games to go, and we'll dive into that as we continue right after this break. Uh, I want to tell you about the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. It's just opened its doors uh, to the public. It's a new arena. It's a brand-new website as well, so visit thedollarloancenter.com for upcoming events, seating charts, arena policies, much more, including your chance to purchase tickets for upcoming events. And the Henderson... Anderson Silver Knights will play their first game this weekend on April 2nd. Uh, and, of course, the Vegas Nighthawks, uh, a couple of home games yesterday, uh, just a nail-biter uh, of a game. Visit thedollarloancenter.com to learn more. What a great facility that is. Uh, the Henderson Silver Knights actually practiced uh, there for the first time today. We'll take a break, and we'll come back and tell you uh, over the final 21 games uh, what the Vegas Golden Knights uh, are looking at uh, to try and qualify for this Stanley Cup postseason in 2022. You're listening to Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. I could be a little devil, or I could be a little saint. I kind of like it in the middle. Is you, is there, is you ain't. Working on a bit of a treat for you here on Nighttime at Noon. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Darren Millard along with Derek England. 
from Studio 31 at City National Arena. Coming off a sparkling comeback by the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday against the Chicago Blackhawks in which uh, Vegas scored four goals in the third period and then won it to Evgeny Dodonov in overtime. So we started this little experiment or setup uh, with 21 games to go. And thought, okay, the Golden Knights need 12 to 13 wins in the final 21 games to get to 94 points, 93 points. So it just happened. It was 21 games to go. It was perfect. It was three series, best of seven series. So you get uh, those going into the, the run. You have to win three series going down the stretch. They just won the first series four games to three as, a, as it worked out. So we're we're on pace right now which is perfect and with i would say the second the 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 middle series seven games should be if if it's not like a lock where you must beat up on these teams it's the next best thing yeah this is this next seven games it's uh you know you can keep your season going or if you throw up some goose eggs it's uh could be over you know you can't lose to teams coming up you, right you know you lose to seattle that's uh that's gonna be daggers um but you lose to vancouver and they're they're creeping up so three games three points behind uh you know they they lose that one to vancouver and they're one point back with a game in hand so um they're must wins at this point and this uh this next seven game segment will be uh, a big one they won four of the first seven, so now they get uh, Seattle twice, Vancouver three times, and Arizona uh, once uh, to start off the, the first six games of the seven-game stretch, and then things get a little tougher. Uh, let's slide over and talk about the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, big practice today at the Dollar Loan Center. First time that they've been in that facility, but uh, that's not the reason for our next guest. Uh, Isaiah Saville uh, joins us uh, Goaltender with the Henderson Silver Knights, a draft pick of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, joining the organization. Uh, congratulations on your professional debut. Before we get into this, Isaiah, I I come from Canada, and we say your name differently out west than we do out east, and uh, I want to get the pronunciation right from uh, you as far as how we say the last name. <laughs> it's Seville. Okay. Because uh, Saville is the way that I've always pronounced it, and, and I didn't want to just default to that. So, Saville. Hey, uh, congratulations. How are you, and uh, what do you think of Vegas? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing really well. It's uh, been a, kind of a wild week and a half, I guess, now. Uh, but I'm settling in, and I'm enjoying it a lot. It's a great place to be, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, give us the, the lowdown of how things went from – college at uh, Nebraska to now joining uh, the Henderson Silver Knights and, and just the the series of events that played into that. Yeah, uh, unfortunately lost uh, in the first round of our um, conference tournament, so uh, which was very unfortunate and, and I think uh, we deserved a lot better and, and definitely didn't uh, didn't think we were going to get swept in the first round, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a crazy week last week, uh, or the week before I guess, and um, fortunately, got got to sign my first uh, contract and uh, fly out here on Sunday, and then was on was on a bus to San Diego the next day. So haven't haven't had a ton of time uh, in Henderson slash Vegas so far, but uh, starting to settle in a lot more and, and get to know the guys a lot more, which is nice. Everyone is so welcoming, which makes it a lot easier to uh, go from a college atmosphere to to a professional atmosphere. And then you get the game on Saturday, uh, your professional debut. Did it feel different than college? Uh, I felt comfortable. Uh, it was uh, it was definitely different. It's kind of hard to explain what it, what the differences were, but 
I felt good, and, and I was really happy to get my first uh, um, professional start. And fortunately, had my had my parents and my best friend here, and his parents. So uh, it was it was a special moment for me and my family, and uh, I'm really happy that it uh, happened so soon. Can you sort of take us into the nuances of of the differences between college and and professional? Yeah, I think it's it's just a, a, a different game as as far as the physicality is a little bit different. Uh, uh, you get bumped around a little bit more as a goalie uh, in, in pro, I felt like, than, than in college. And uh, it's, a, it's a different pace of game. Uh, it's um, a little bit, there's harder shots. It's a little bit quicker. And so uh, definitely a little bit of, of uh, adapting needs to be done. But uh, I def- definitely didn't feel out of place, and I'm uh, looking forward to getting better. Uh, when did you feel comfortable in the game? Did you have uh, butterflies uh, for the first little bit? Yeah, honestly, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Uh, I thought for sure I was going to be kind of jumping around a little bit, but uh, just staying composed and and calm, taking some deep breaths, as uh, my mom likes to say. So uh, that that really helped me, and and just uh, remembering it's to, to have fun. I'm very fortunate that I'm uh, able to be playing professional hockey now, and uh, I think that's something that you really got to remember when uh, through practices and games that it's uh, it's a I'm really fortunate, and it's a lot of fun and. And I made sure to enjoy my, my first experience. Uh, mom's advice uh, right through to the professional debut. That's, uh, that's awesome uh, from yeah. you. Uh, why'd why'd uh, you make the decision to leave college now? Yeah, I just uh, I think I'm ready. Uh, and, uh, or no, I'm ready. And I'm uh, excited for the new challenges and, and kind of the different um, atmosphere and feeling. Uh, I, I did three years at UNO, and I'm so grateful the, for the time that I got to spend there and and all the opportunities that were there and uh, wouldn't have changed it for the world. But I think it was my time to move on and uh, nothing uh, against college hockey or, or against UNO is it's an amazing program and they're going to continue to do great. But I think uh, uh, my time uh, was now to kind of uh, move into the professional scene uh, and get my professional career started. Isaiah Seville uh, with us here on Nighttime at Noon. Darren Millard and uh, former VGK defenseman Derek England, also in Studio 31 uh, with me. Uh, you were a fifth-round pick uh, back in 2019, so you're familiar with the organization. Uh, talk to me about the communication that you've had uh, throughout your time since being drafted when you were at uh, University of Nebraska-Omaha. Yeah, it's been incredible. I, was, I, I came for my first development camp right after the draft, and then I actually haven't been back since uh, because of all the uh, COVID protocols and stuff like that in college and, and stuff. But, uh, yeah, the communication has been great. It's been uh, very direct and um, straightforward. So, Who's been talking to you? Who's been the one the, to be in your ear and uh, for you to, to bounce things off of? Yeah, it's been uh, Will Nickel. I talked to him a lot through, through college. He's been to a lot of my games, fortunately, and has spent a good, good amount of time in Omaha, which I'm, I'm hoping he liked it. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been. I've. He was my main uh, communication uh, throughout college. So, did you sign a PTO, a professional tryout offer, or was it a contract for the rest of this year? I can't remember. Yeah, I uh, I signed a PTO for the rest of this year, okay. and then uh, um, an entry level deal for the next uh, three. Right. Uh, so uh, there's so many things swirling around, and with roster news, uh, forgive me on that. Uh, so we've got. Uh, Patera and Thompson, the normal Golden Knights or uh, Henderson Silver Knight goaltenders are up. Uh, things are a little bit in flux. Do you, how much more time do you think you're going to get uh, game action down the stretch here? 
Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm uh, just kind of going with the flow. I, I know uh, LT and uh, Yuri are doing really well, and uh, it's it's great to know them and, and get advice from them as well. So uh, just kind of going with it, and uh, it was nice kind of getting, getting thrown into the fire uh, early on and, and my uh, while I'm here. So it's uh, – or since I've been here, I should say. And so uh, just uh, looking for my opportunities and capitalizing when, when I get them. A couple of things uh, that stand out about you. One, uh, it looks like Southpaws are making a comeback here in in professional hockey. You're another one, along with uh, Logan Thompson. Um, so there's uh, there's that. Who is your role model growing up as uh, somebody that catches as a, as a right-hander? Uh, one that comes to mind is Grant Fear. Um, I think that's someone. I have one of his uh, jerseys uh, from the Oilers, so he's one that probably. Uh, I uh, didn't really get to watch him play at all, so which is unfortunate. But uh, I just always remember seeing pictures and stuff like that, and and some stories from uh, Freddie here that I'm uh, just uh, kind of looked up to him. Uh, have you ever got to meet Grant? I have not. Okay, we'll get to set that up. Uh, we'll we'll yeah, get on that's that. On, uh, that's on my bucket list. Uh, we gotta we gotta make sure we make that happen. Uh, the other one is Anchorage. Uh, and then uh, end up in professional hockey. Uh, walk us through that journey and your childhood. Yeah, uh, Anchorage, Alaska, born and raised. So um, it's uh, it's amazing uh, being able to grow up there. It's uh, a lot different than here in uh, the lower 48, as we call it. So, But, uh, yeah, growing up in Alaska, there's so many opportunities, and, and uh, some great goalies have come out of there, and including uh, Swayman, who's, obviously doing really well with Boston and, and someone who I uh, also look up to as a role model is he's, he's been a great guy to me and, and has offered a lot of guidance to, to me throughout my career of growing up in, in Anchorage. And so I uh, definitely wouldn't change that of, of just a great place to grow up as a kid as well with all the outdoor activities and being able to really enjoy yourself uh, with all the mountains and the hiking and stuff like that around there. Uh, are you a Swayman the same age? No, he's a couple years older okay. than me. So it was uh, you were like uh, two years behind in, in minor hockey coming up. Uh, Swayman's the the star rookie with the Boston Bruins. For those that don't follow the Bruins uh, that closely, yeah, uh, he's a few, we we actually never got to play together or against each other. Unfortunately, hopefully uh, that that day will come. But uh, yeah, he's a few a couple years older than me. Uh, congratulations on the debut on Saturday, and uh, I hope you uh, got the game puck uh, from that one. Uh, great effort. Uh, uh, a lot of couple of goals and then the empty there, but uh, that that uh, was really, I, I can't imagine what the, the butterflies would have been like there, and I love the, the mention of mom uh, with the deep breaths. Uh, keep it going. Can't wait to run into you in person. Thank you so much. Isaiah Seville uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights uh, coming out of the University of Nebraska, Omaha, and making uh, his first professional start on Saturday. And and he was a fifth-round pick in 2019. Southpaw. There's there's all these southpaws popping up uh, these yeah. days. Did you ever find it difficult to, to shoot on those guys? Well, I, Not I, I, I remember them, some games I'd get to the third period, get my first shot, and be like, oh, he catches the wrong <laughs> hand. <laughs> So there's lots of times I had no idea. I didn't. I didn't scout the goalies that are in. I didn't score very often. So, uh, uh, that, you know, uh, that there's a few times that I I hate to say that, but yeah, a couple times. Oh shoot! I come down, have a shot, and gonna go high glove, and it's his block. Oh no! <laughs> what am I gonna do here? Uh, that's uh, the pretty. Uh, Dylan Ferguson uh, is out right now, so the, they're really leaning uh, on uh, on their depth right now. And I was he talked about uh, turning professional at the right time uh, with. 
Patera and Thompson up, uh, Bressois and Leonard out right now. Might get a few bonus starts uh, down the stretch uh, and uh, also get used to the area, right? He hadn't been here since uh, his uh, first development camp, so uh, that's uh, really cool. And speaking of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, if you need more hockey, check them out. Uh, Their first game at the Dollar Loan Center is coming up on Saturday. And uh, can't wait for that uh, single game group. Mini suite tickets uh, for all home games uh, during the season are available now. Get into the Dollar Loan Center, watch the Henderson Silver Knights, get a feel for the building, and uh, and then sign up uh, for next year. Contact the Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team, 702-645-4259. Ango and I just walked through the ticketing department on our way over here, and uh, they're going like Greg gangbusters uh, right now or visit hendersonsilvernights.com to learn more uh, we've got some great uh, stories to tell you about from the league uh, coming up next and uh, including a game that england just couldn't turn off on the weekend for spectacular and crazy reasons it's nighttime at noon on fox sports las vegas Sports fans, be one of the first to join the Vegas Nighthawks family. Secure your seat selection priority today by placing a refundable $20 deposit. Nighthawks football or nighthawksfoot.com. I thought it was football. Uh, full season membership will start at just $10 per ticket per game at Dollar Loan Center. The Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Uh, check it out. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I uh, dropped a close one yesterday against the Tucson Sugar Skills kicker wasn't very good no no I, I heard gary talking missed a few points in the f- first half yeah couple. Here, i want to take the boys to the game it seems like uh i'll go with a lot you of fun yeah Get let down, me know try let's, to sit down low let's do it yeah we had, birthday, to to we had birthday parties on sunday so we couldn't uh go to that game it would have been a perfect game it was in the afternoon right yeah dollar the dollar loan center uh is uh where they play all the games and the henderson silver knights play their first game on on saturday but uh, i've been talking to some people like where do you want to sit for for indoor football i know where i want to sit for hockey uh actually don't mind the end uh down low at the end to look down the ice is one of my favorite uh, spots to sit for a hockey game but football i've been going back and forth and uh doesn't sound like there's a like because it's so intimate in in that facility that there's a there's a bad seat but uh like middle of the lower bowl uh right on the sidelines is is kind of but if you're down low if you're really down low angle there's a tip for the boys and they they overthrow a receiver you gotta catch it you get to keep the ball too yeah so uh you might walk out of there with a football too yeah you gotta i don't know center Center so it might be fun. Uh, end zone, but though, young, like, young kids, though, yeah. some of those guys are probably jumping into the stands to catch balls. No. Oh, come on, take a hit. You got to learn how to take a hit, right? No, like if a ball's oh, on yeah. the throw and a catch it lands on top of you, that'd be cool too. It'd be all right. Get to be part of the celebration. Not if you're a kid. Yeah, it might hurt the kid, but <laughs> you know, I have to throw the shoulder, throw, throw the shoulder out and protect him a little bit. But uh, no, I definitely want to go. I, I've been to one before in Wilkes-Barre, but we sat up high. Yeah. Uh, we got tickets and. It's entertaining. Were you in a suite? Fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew, I knew but you'd I, be I in like a suite. Oh, hey, you, you, only, I knew you'd be in a suite. It's the only thing they gave us. <laughs> it's the only one thing we could get. But, uh, no, for hockey games, I like the corner and a higher up. I don't like you it do? low. Yeah. Like where we sit uh, for the AT&T games? Not quite that high. No, you got to be a little bit lower. Little but bit that's lower. that's sort of the angle. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, the, good. the corner, I like. The, you don't uh, have to, your neck's not sore after looking both ways all the time. Right. Uh, Henderson Silver Knights first game on Saturday, and you made a, a great point uh, as we were just talking and coming back on the air 
Uh, Isaiah Seville uh, closes down the Orleans Arena uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights, and he might get to open up the Dollar Loan Center. Yeah, that's uh, two huge things. Get, getting a first taste of pro career here and closes one building, <laughs> opens up a brand new one. So, um, you know, that's exciting for him. And, uh, you know, I also said the uh, it'd be good for him to come up for the last little bit of this and get used to, you know, in college you play Friday, Saturday, and you practice all week. So getting that those three, four games in a week in, um, you know, he would, it won't take him – half an next year to get used to the schedule. He's, right. he's used to it a little bit. Uh, we have uh, a couple of games that I want to touch on. One is Pittsburgh uh, scored 11 goals yesterday against the Detroit Red Wings. Just an admission here. I looked at my phone and saw, and I, when I look at my phone, I need to hold it far away or get my readers on. Uh, I thought it was 2-1 Detroit. I thought, oh, good for Detroit. They've been scuffling a little bit. They, they beat Pittsburgh 2-1. Then I found out that uh, it wasn't a one; it was uh, an eleven. Eleven. Uh, that I mean, Malkin, you know, uh, might need Bezen. new readers. Yeah, I might need. A, <laughs> I actually didn't have them, so it was like, uh, ah. I just got to get them uh, closer to me. Uh, Malkin was was so good; yeah, like just hammering the puck. Yeah, the crazy. I think uh, most points a guy had was three. Yeah, which I thought eleven two. You know, guys like Sid but sixteen guys had points. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm sure Sid and those guys didn't play nearly as much as they normally do. But still, even uh, you look at the Calgary game, Goudreau had five assists. Uh, Dreisaitl had three goals when they lo- on the losing end. But, you know, you put up 11, you think someone had four, five, six points. But uh, it was, I thought it was crazy to see top guy only had three. 11-2, it was Pittsburgh over the Detroit Red Wings. And then you mentioned, uh, a reference, the Calgary-Edmonton game on Saturday. And that ended up being 9-5. Uh, you take away Edmonton's three power play goals, 5-on-5, five five, it was a 9-2 game uh, because uh, Calgary didn't score any game goals uh, on, on the matter advantage. I keep thinking Edmonton's going to be there. Edmonton's going to be fine. And then that kind of thing happens. Uh, I, don't, I don't know whether it's just Calgary being great or, or what but yeah they're same issue they've had all year talking about i thought goaltending but was, it wasn't, wasn't goaltending on saturday did you think the goaltending was bad they probably could have came up with a save early yeah. on um but your d need to do something too and that's been another thing for them uh you know you score five goals in a game you should win 95 percent of the time um you know uh, it was it was a fun game to watch uh, as a as a fan. Uh, you know, I grew up watching the Battle of Alberta. I was a big Edmonton fan growing up. My whole family was, except for in '88, I did win uh, uh, five bucks against my grandpa when uh, Calgary won the cup or uh, against Edmonton there in '89. In '89, yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet him five bucks. Calgary really? win, yeah, and I won. And then uh, obviously I played in Calgary, so I got to see it from that side too. So. Uh, it was always fun uh, watching and being part of it. Do you have any fights in the Battle of Alberta? Did I? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I fought Gazdig, Luch. Oh. Yeah, a couple. You fought Luch too? A couple times. Wow. Because those, those yeah. fights just seem to have a little bit of extra oomph to them. Yeah. In the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, you always, if there's any toughness in there, you're looking early. You, you know, yeah. I I remember uh, asking Luch off the opening. Opening draw of one game uh, early when he got traded there. Um, I think it might have been the first game of the year. And I think McDavid see me. He was taking the draw. So I'm looking at Luch to drop the gloves, and he goes forward with it and almost roasts by me. 
because I'm looking to fight and he sees me asking him, so he, the smarts of that guy, pushes it through and just about uh, gets a breakaway off me. So uh, ended up he ended up going into the grand, uh, the end wall and uh, Luch came to to fight after he got the wow. chance. So it was interesting. Sneaky of Connor, isn't it? <laughs> hey. He's one of the best, smart, smart guys like that. Doesn't miss much uh, no. there. Uh, we'll be back nighttime at noon. Gives way to the Insider Show at 4 o'clock. Uh, we'll get to all your questions and comments uh, then because, quite frankly, Derek and I, uh, we're enjoying our conversation too much. Uh, for all of us, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to Nighttime at Noon, your home of the Vegas Golden Knights.